December 15th, 2022. Welcome everybody to the Women in Money podcast, as well as... Everyone's smart enough to listen. Oh, she got her cue. That was good. <laughs> I didn't know if she was going to pick that up or not. I, I'm on it. I'm on, on it. it. This is the Ask KT and Susie Anything edition. So this morning, it was early, early this morning, I walk into our closet and in our closet room, we have little things set up, or at least I do. And I look at it and I go, oh, look how sweet. KT put a flower on my like little <laughs> altar. I had like this little She has thing. a little puja in her walk-in closet on her side, which has some of her favorite things in it. So a while ago. <laughs> so wait, 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 wait. So, so then I see KT and I go, KT. How sweet of you to put the flower. Beautiful, there. bright orange flower. And she looks at me like I am crazy. And she says, Susie, do you know when I put that flower there? And I went, yesterday, today, when? And I said, Thanksgiving. <laughs> so on Thanksgiving, on her little puja, <laughs> I put a really beautiful, bright orange chrysanthemum. And they last for quite a long time. And we have a little crystal vase and it was in the vase with water and the water was almost gone. <laughs> and and I looked at her like, Susie, that's been there since Thanksgiving, but she did notice it today. So we're working on it, everybody. But here's the moral to that story. You set up this place, or at least I set up this place that I look at that reminds me of many things that I love in my life and people who have been fabulous. And obviously, I haven't even looked at it. I haven't even really looked at that which I put there to remind me of really the great things in life. And what does that say about me? So, you got to open your eyes, baby. Yeah, got to open my eyes, <laughs> Open your baby, eyes, baby. Because it's like, oh my God. So it taught me a good lesson. All right, Miss Travis, it's almost over, December 15th. You still have maybe a few hours left if you're listening this morning to open up your ultimate opportunity savings account with Alliant Credit Union. And so, win, win, win. And win a possible $10,000. To do so, you just go to what? MyAlliant.com. That's A-L-L-I-A-N-T.com. Open up an account there and you're registered automatically for the Susie Holiday Sweepstakes, where two of you will win $10,000 each. It's over after today. Okay, KT. Susie, we have a great lineup today. I have a real variety, a big variety of questions. So I'm happy about this podcast. Are we ready? No. <laughs> oh, no. What, do you want? What, what did I do wrong? Oh, KT. What did I do wrong? I said, I'm ready. Are you ready? No, it had nothing to do with oh, you. Why are you ready? Did, did you just see everybody what just happened there? I said, I'm ready. No, you said, what did I do wrong? Yeah. Why do you feel that way or think because that way? Because I said, are we ready? You said, no, like that, no. <laughs> okay, tell everybody. All right, because I'm not quite ready to answer questions yet okay. this morning. She's not in the mood. No, I am in the mood. <laughs> There's just so much that I have on my mind that I really want to just talk to you about. KT, we should do like a three-hour podcast where I just get to tell everybody what's on my mind. 
because it would take about that long. Actually, it would probably take longer. But I wanted to let all of you know that three days ago, Mr. Dennis Devine, the CEO of Alliant Credit Union, and Samit Grover, who really is in charge of all marketing and fat, brilliant, 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 ma'am, right? I don't know if he's the CMO or his title, but it doesn't even matter. They came all the way from Chicago and New York here to us on our private little island. And we spent an entire day talking about what can Alliant do for all of you to make this really the place that you bring your money home to. And we talked about so many brilliant ideas, I can't even tell you. And so I really hope next year that I and KT can talk to you and say, this is what you can do at Alliant. This is it. You can do this. You can do that. And I want you to so that you have more of a variety than just truthfully the ultimate opportunity savings account. So I am so excited about it. It's not even funny. But what I want to say to all of you is, what CEO of a bank, of any place really, of really any other credit union, would come all this way to really find out what is it, Susie, that the people who listen to your podcast, what do they really need? What do they want? We want to give it to them. Who would do that? So let's see what happens. Yes, they really honored Susie as well, everybody. They really, really said, Susie, we would like to work with you to make your dreams come true your dreams for the people that you know you're helping. Yes, It was really very, very um, inspiring day. Yeah. Incredibly inspiring. Yeah, they were here maybe for five hours and then they flew out, right? And so I just want all of you to know, next Next year, year. (laughs) right, let's look forward to what Alliant can do for all of you. Lots of surprises. All right, now I'm ready. Okay, Susie. Okay. First question is from Lori. She said, Susie, I'm at a loss regarding what to do. Unfortunately, I have about $25,000 in credit card debt. I am doing my best to still contribute to my 401k to receive her employer match, but I don't have any extra money to pay down debt. I have about $35,000 in the 401k. Should I either loan or cash out that fund to pay off my debt. I'm paying way more in interest than I'm earning. Doing this would free up about $1,000 a month. I feel so confused and stuck. Thank you for taking the time to read my question. Susie, the only problem I have with Lori's question here, she doesn't tell us how old she is at all. That doesn't even matter, Katie, no? how old okay. she is. That that wouldn't come to play in a question like this. So Lori, first of all, what you need to know is if you have $35,000 in your 401k, you absolutely could take a loan out if you wanted to, but the maximum they're going to let you take out is $17,500. That's number one. So that's going to pay off the majority of the $25,000 of credit card debt, but not all of it. However, you need to know if you take a loan from your 401k plan, 
And for whatever reason, then you lose your job. They do a downsizing. Anything like that happens, then that $17,500 will be due and payable back to them within a very short period of time, usually within that month. If you do not have the money to pay them back, you will owe ordinary income tax on that money plus a 10% penalty if you're not 55 years of age or older in the year that you lost service, all right? So I wouldn't do that if I were you. What I would do, however, is to please contact NF cc.org. That's the National Foundation of either Consumer Credit or Credit Counseling, one of the two. I can't remember what those letters actually stand for. That's what happens when you become 71, but that's besides the point. And contact them and set up a program with them where you go on a payment schedule where they take over the payments to this credit card or credit cards for you. And because they're paying it to the credit cards, they actually usually have a deal with all credit cards that will lower the interest rate from whatever you're paying down to usually 0%. And the reason that the credit cards and NFCC do that deal is that the credit cards rather be paid back something than nothing at all. So you pay NFCC, they pay the credit cards, they will put you on a five-year payment program. Maybe that will cost you a few dollars a month to do that with them. But that is a way that you can lower your payments where you say it would free up $1,000 a month. It most certainly would. And therefore, you would be okay. I just think $1,000 a month on only $25,000 of credit card debt is a whole lot for that to be the minimum payment due. And KT, I'm going a little bit more in detail on this question, only because there are so many people right now in Lori's situation. Mm -hmm. If you have a high FICO score, which is your credit score, you could check to see, do you qualify for a balance transfer card? at 0% for 21 months. They're out there, everybody. You could just go to bankrate.com or any of those places and see what is the best balance transfer card out there. Then you wouldn't be paying any interest on that $25,000. And for 21 months, if you put $1,000 a month into there, you would almost be paid off because that would be almost, you know, $21,000 towards the $25,000 debt. That is another way you could handle it. But for some reason, I have this gut feeling you don't have a very high FICO score because it seems like your interest rate to be paying $1,000 a month on only $25,000 of credit card debt is is a lot. That's why it is really, really important, everybody, that you do whatever you can do to get a high FICO score, which is your credit score. Next question, my dear Katie, who puts a flower on my puja (laughs) that I don't even notice in almost a month. What is wrong with me? Romantic. 
All right. This is from Kitty. Yeah, that was romantic. It was very romantic. Well, wait, Katie, were you hurt that I never said anything no, about it? No, because it didn't matter to me whether you noticed it or not. I just wanted to also honor your little favorite things. Oh, sweet. So this is from Kitty. Susie, can you please help? I, <laughs> I thought she was going to say, from Kitty, do you think I can afford to buy a kitty cat? Kitty said, Susie, can you please help? I can't find any answers online. This is why I'm reading this. I'm thinking, whoa, if she can't find the answer to this online, I don't, I don't know what, what the question was. I'm 37. I just surrendered my annuity that my father got from me at the age of nine. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine? I'm sure I'll qualify for the 10% penalty. I'm only 37. But after I receive the distribution to my bank, can I still roll it over to another annuity if it's been less than 60 days? Or should I take the 10% hit, not rolling it over, and continue contributing into a Roth IRA for my husband and I since we're still so young? Any help is appreciated. The amount was 32000 Overall, 22000 was the gains. So, Kitty, the answer to this question depends on what is the goal of this money. So, it looks like you did really great. Obviously, if you have $32,000 in there, the gain was 22000 That means your father put in $10,000 28 years ago. So, what return did you get on this money over the 28 years? you got approximately a 4% return on your money. Now, that's not bad. But Kitty, if your father had simply put this $10,000 in a Standard & Poor's 500 index fund or whatever it may have been at that time, and you averaged an annual average rate of return of 10%, which is what they did over 28 years, you'd have 144 $1,000 today. And not only would you have $144,000 today, you would pay capital gains tax on that money if you wanted to take it out. There would not be a surrender charge. But because your money was in an annuity and you are not 59 and a half years of age, when you take any money out, when you surrender the policy, you will pay not only ordinary income tax on this $22,000 of gain, but you also have a 10% penalty tax on anything above the $10,000 that your father put in. So that's why I don't love annuities when you are younger and you want to build money for the long term. Sometimes they are fabulous. Sometimes they are not. At the age of 37, would I still want you to have your money in an annuity? I would not. I would rather see you truthfully take advantage of treasury bills and investing this money, dollar cost averaging it for the long run in dividend paying stocks or dividend paying ETFs or things like that. Your question, however, was you already surrendered it. And now the bank is waiting to receive this distribution. And your question is, can you roll it over to another annuity? Annuities don't roll over like IRAs do, where you're going from a 401k to an IRA rollover. 
what you should have done if you wanted to keep this annuity or another annuity, but why you would give up this annuity when you were out of the surrender period to go into a new annuity is beyond me, but that's besides the point, is this, right? You would have done a 1035 exchange. That is how it is done, where you go from one annuity directly to a new annuity, you exchange them, and the form is known as a 1035 exchange. So in my opinion, you are too late to do that. Plus, I wouldn't want you to do that. I'd rather see you pay the tax on $22,000 now when you're only 37 and maybe not in that high of an income tax bracket and invest by doing what? Funding your Roth IRAs. KT, next question. Next question is from Lisa. Susie, this one is just not even a question. Just set Lisa straight. I attempted to open an Alliant account, but do not qualify under the membership type. Please confirm there is no alternative to opening an ultimate savings account. Membership eligibility was not clear on the podcast. Lisa, not your fault you don't understand. If I didn't make it clear, uh, bad on me. Listen, this is all you have to do, right, is understand that yes, it's true that all credit unions, you have to have certain qualifications to become a member of that credit union because credit unions are far better in every way than banks. So they set it up so that they really gear everything towards their members. And all you have to do is go to myalliant.com and then go just scroll down and go to where it says frequently asked questions. And you'll see a question that says, am I eligible for Alliant membership? And the answer there reads exactly like this, because I'm looking at it as I'm reading this to you. Almost anyone can become an Alliant member. You can be eligible for membership through your employer, by where you live, or by becoming a member of, and this is what applies to you, by becoming a member of Foster Care to Success, which is Alliance Partner Charity. They will pay the $5 membership for you that it costs for you to be able to be a member of Alliant Credit Union. So there isn't one of you, if they can verify your identity and things like that, that cannot be a member of Alliant Credit Union. It will not cost you anything. And in the meantime, you're donating you're to donating foster care, which is great. To foster care to success, which takes care of people yeah. as they get older and come out of the foster care system. Mm-hmm. So it's fabulous. We've raised so much money for them. It's not even funny. So you can do good by being good with your money. All right. So the next question following that. What made you laugh? Well, because this next question is like, whoa. So Susie, this is from Fran. How do you feel about about prepaid funeral arrangements? What are your thoughts on this? I think they are such a waste of money and I can't. I was gonna say the same thing because that should have been your quizzy. No, I agree. I would not I would not ever 
recommend a prepaid funeral arrangement. Now, I if we weren't running out of time already, I, have so many questions. I know that's why Come we have on. to. I, all right. So I would ask you why. But Fran, here is the reason. So many reasons is number one. If you pay money today for your funeral arrangement, and now you live another 10, 20, 30 years, which is possible, maybe you're in your 60s, you didn't say, you are paying so much for that funeral, it's not even funny. Because that money that it would cost you for your funeral today, if you just put into a treasury bill or something like that, even the Alliant Credit Union, because they're paying 2.6% right now, and I'm sure we'll be going higher, think about how much money you would have there at that period of time. Also, what if you want a different type of burial, meaning you don't want to be buried at the place that you paid for a prepaid funeral? Maybe you moved in these years and you went somewhere else and on and on. And there are many things within that arrangement, that contract that you'd have to read very carefully. It doesn't quite work the way that you think. I wouldn't do it if I were you. All right. Okay, so Susie, this next question is from Jeff. He said, hey, KT and Susie, it sounds like you both have separate trust. Me and my husband have a combined trust. Is there any advantage to having them separate? If so, how do you treat joint assets like the house or joint bank accounts? So here's the thing you need to understand. When KT and I first created our trusts, we legally could not be married. Remember, that didn't happen till 2015 here in the United States. And so we had to have separate trusts at that time. If, however, I was going to do it all over again, I have to tell you for us, I would do it the exact same way. And the Meaning re- separate? Separate. Okay. And the reason is this. We don't have children We don't have to really worry about estate taxes because why the majority of our money is going to nonprofits, to charity. So we don't have to worry about estate taxes. That's number one. If in our situation, I was worried about estate taxes, then we would have a marital tax planning trust where we could essentially give at this point in time $24 million tax-free via the trust if we died to our beneficiaries that were not charities. But that's not our situation. So a single trust, a separate trust works very well for us. The way that all our assets are titled is that they're titled in Kathy Travis, trustee for the Kathy Travis Trust, Susie Orman, trustee for the Susie Orman Trust as joint tenancy. It's just that simple. Rather than our individual names being on it or being held in a marital trust, that's how we hold it. It's not a big deal on any level. But you have a marital trust. You can keep a marital trust if you want. No big deal. Most people who are married have marital trusts. And so really, you can keep it exactly like it is. There's really no advantage except for one. Let's just say you have your individual trust, and now you have a parent or somebody who dies, 
and leaves you a substantial sum of money and you want to make sure that it's always yours. And you want to make sure that it's always yours because if you ever put it in a joint account with your spouse, for instance, that inheritance now becomes 50-50 theirs. And maybe you want to make sure that it's always yours because just maybe your relationship isn't as great as you wished it could be. Or it's a second marriage and you want to make sure that that money, that inheritance goes to your children and isn't part of anything else. That's another reason why you might want a separate trust. Just same. KT, was that clear? Yeah, I think that was very clear. All right, good. All right, go on. Okay. This is from Karen Susie. Hi, Susie. Thank you for all the laughs that you and KT bring while educating us. Now, all of you, wait. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, I just have to say, remember the very last podcast of the year is a podcast that Robert surprises all of us with, including Including me and KT. We're always nervous. Of all the times we cracked up and we couldn't, you know, bloopers bloopers or whatever it may be, and then he edited them out. So I hope that that end of the year podcast makes us all laugh because that really is the intention of it. All right, go on. Okay, she says, wondering if you could please advise us on some general things to do if we have come into an inheritance. My mother passed away during the pandemic. I am married with a preteen child. I would appreciate some much needed direction in this time of loss and feeling overwhelmed. And she said, my mom was my everything. And this is from Karen. Oh, God, here we go. They mentioned the mom, and then here we both get teary-eyed. Yeah. Right. It's like, stop it, Susie. Don't get teary-eyed. All right. So why do you think I'm so emotional about my mother? Because we're getting old. It's true. You know, The older you get, the more emotional you you get. What dawned on me is that I'm 71. You're old. I'm old. And that I'm now the exact same age that my dad died. Oh, I thought he died earlier. No, he died Hmm. at 71. My mama was 66 when he died. Um, that's It is. Getting old is so interesting, everybody, but that's besides the point here. Okay, so what should she do with the inheritance, Susie? So, Karen, think? the very first thing, and it's funny because I just touched on this in my last answer, which is, first of all, hopefully you have taken that inheritance and it's just in your name. Because you never want to put an inheritance in to a joint account. You never know what the future will bring in many, many ways. That's number one. Number two, you're married with a preteen child. And the real thing that I'm keen in on is that you're feeling overwhelmed and really in total grief. And what do I always say? You should do nothing other but to keep this money safe and sound for at least six months to one year after suffering the loss of a loved one. Sometimes it's two years. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's three years. So at this particular point in time, what I would be doing with this inheritance, I would really be putting it in to short-term treasury bills, which you can do at any brokerage firm or at treasurydirect.gov. My suggestion is you're better off doing it at a brokerage firm. And 
I would simply do it every three months, six months, treasury bills. And as time goes on and those bills continue to roll over or mature, then you can make decisions. Do you want to take some of this money and pay off maybe your joint debt if you know that your relationship is really great? You know, maybe you want to use some of this money if you already don't have it as a down payment on a home, but then maybe that home would just be in your name. Maybe you want to take some of this money and for your preteen child, fund their 529 account so that it can go to college for them. It's hard for me to tell you because I don't know your financial situation totally. So therefore, my main recommendation would be put it in three-month to six-month treasury bills, earn about 4.5% on it right now where nothing can happen to it until you become more settled with the loss you know, of your, of, your, everything. of your everything. That's what I would be telling you. KT, we are out of time. I have my quizzy. I know. So what I was going to say, quizzy? Where I is see it? other questions in front of you. Therefore, we're going right to your quizzy. Okay. I, I want to make sure I get a quizzy today. Right. But really, I just want to tell you one other thing. All right. I want you all to make sure that on Christmas Day, you or whenever you can, right, you listen to the podcast. So I have a surprise, Katie and I have a surprise for all of you on that podcast that I have to tell you, you're going to hopefully love. We have a guest and I just know that you will love this guest. All right. Santa Claus. Santa Claus is Maybe. coming. Maybe. <laughs> you never know. KT, this What's is, my quizzy? Your quizzy is, and all of you, this isn't just for KT. This is for all of you. I really want all of you to get to the point in your life where you know how to answer every single question that is asked on the Ask Susie and KT podcast. Wouldn't that be an incredible goal for 2023? This is from Amy, where she says, Hi, Susie. I've listened to your most recent podcast about investing in short-term treasury bills. I'm wondering if I should get rid of my mutual funds and move the money to T-bills. I'm recently retired, by the way, and I want the money to grow. I'm stressed by the market's volatility. What would you recommend? Thank you so very much. KT, think about it. Let everybody else think about it. The keys to this quizzy for all of you is she is retired, right? She is stressed by the market volatility. So what should she do? KT, are you ready for the I'm answer? I'm really ready. Are you sure, Miss totally Travis? I'm totally ready. Uh, wait, I just have to tell everybody. She just sat up so straight. She has a look in her face that she I'm has determined. determined. I was just, <laughs> see, look, give me five, girlfriend. Yeah. Right. That she knows the answer to this. I do. What is it? Absolutely go for the short term treasury bills. 
Wait, Susie's giving me a look. Or maybe you don't do that. Maybe you don't do either one of these. No, KT, you are not to base your answer um, based on look. my expression. Okay, first of all, if you're stressed, get rid of the mutual funds because they're going to be reacting to the market going up and down like a roller coaster. But the short-term T-bills can be three months, six months, up to a year, maybe more. Go for the three months. Just kind of watch everything. She's saying that because she knows that's what we're buying right now. Go on. Yeah. And <laughs> Susie's been talking a lot about it. So if I have to choose, then go to the short term. Right. So. T-bills. Is that a yes or a no? Is that a... Ding, 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 Yay. ding, ding. But notice the, vol the, the volume of my ding, ding, ding. It's not ding, high ding. because... She could do a third option, right? Is that what you're going to say? No, that oh. is not what I'm going to okay. say, you little cutie pie. You. All right, so she always that's thinks it. she knows short what term, I'm going to say. Short-term treasury bills, is three your months. Answer. So ding, 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 ding. Come on, give me like a real ding, 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 ding. You're not getting that ding, 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 ding. Yeah. No, you're not getting that. And here's the reason why. We don't have enough information. And why don't we? Mm. Because, Amy, we don't know. Is this money, the mutual funds that you have, inside a retirement account or outside of a retirement account? Because if it's outside of a retirement account and all of a sudden you just sell right now, you're going to owe possibly ordinary income tax or capital gains tax on that money, which is a big deal. So if, however, you're capital gains tax or your ordinary income tax on these mutual funds is not that large and or this is money within a retirement account, then I would be giving KT a ding, 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 ding. <laughs> but you always, when you sell any mutual fund, any ETF, any stock, you have to take the taxation of that equity into consideration. However, the market is stressing you out. Mm -hmm. So if it makes sense tax-wise, you're already in retirement. I do not have a problem with you liquidating and going into treasuries where you're going to earn currently now about 4.5% or so. However, I do have to make a statement here, even if that means we go really long, KT, on this podcast. Too many of you who are young, you're 20, you're 30, you're 40, even 50 years of age, you are thinking that my message to all of you right now is get out of the stock market and go into T-bills. That is not my message on any level, just so you know. Haven't I always said to you that if you have a lot of time on your side, you should be wishing, a praying, and a hoping that these markets go down where you continue to dollar cost average into the markets, however you are investing in them, as long as they are good quality, no loan mutual funds, ETFs, and dividend paying stocks. I do think your investment exposure now should obviously be diversified, but somewhere where it is giving you good dividends, all right? You do not want to be in treasury bills with money 
that you want for your future. Do you hear me? Unless you are older, you want this money safe and sound, and you don't want to be in the market at all for whatever reason. However, and you don't want to be stressed. And you don't want to be stressed. That's my key word. That's your key word there. Yeah. However, I just wanted to be clear and answer for all of you that are thinking that are 35, 40, 50, you have years on your side. Do not stop, right? Do not stop investing on a dollar cost average basis into the market. Well, what do you think? It's two, over. Two more weeks and we have a new year. We have a what new year. What do you year. think of that? What I think is great is that we have France and Argentina in the World Cup, baby. So I am rooting for Argentina. Messi. Messi. We want Messi to go out on the top of the mountain. Yeah. Even against France, I do want Argentina to win because I want Messi to have his first World Cup. I would like that for him. Yeah, he deserves it. He deserves it. All right, everybody. Until Sunday, when we have Susie's school, there's only one thing that we want you to remember when it comes to your money, and it is what, KT? We want you to be smart, strong, and secure. secure. All right, everybody. Now you stay safe. Bye-bye. Neither Susie Orman Media nor Susie Orman is acting as a certified financial planner, advisor, a certified financial analyst, an economist, CPA, accountant, or lawyer. Neither Susie Orman Media nor Susie Orman make any recommendations as to any specific securities or investments. All content contained in this podcast is for informational and general purposes only and does not constitute financial accounting or legal advice. You should consult your own tax, legal, and financial advisors regarding your particular situation. Neither Susie Orman Media nor Susie Orman accepts any responsibility for any losses which may arise from accessing or reliance on information in this podcast. And to the fullest extent permitted by law, we exclude all liability for loss, damages, direct or indirect, arising from the use of this information. The must-have documents discussed in this podcast are legal documents created by a lawyer and distributed by Hay House.